What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to Brunch with Desby. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B. And the B today stands for bringing, bringing the heat. Um, yeah, that one wasn't that good this week, but I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, thank you so much for listening to last week's episode. And if you haven't already, go check out the episode with my friend Bree. Um, so much fun just kind of rehashing how we met on Instagram, her being like a TikTok fanatic and superstar, um, as well as just body dysmorphia, her having a baby at just 16 years old. Where is she now? Um, she was married, divorced. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And she's younger than me. So it is a really fun episode. And we also did have a little, um, moment of silence for a lost one, Emily, who lost her battle to cancer. She fought and she fought and she fought and, um, she was able to go out probably the exact way that she would want to surrounded by her friends and family. Um, and that was just a really intimate moment to just honor her as well as in the show notes, having, um, descriptions of like how you could help her and her family. So on that note, um, you guys know my friend Lexi, we did a podcast together a while ago. Um, it's maybe episode like 59, 60, somewhere in there. Um, and Lexi shared her story about battling her stomach cancer stage four, then being diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and now having, um, some swelling in her brain and, um, just seven weeks ago now she was given four to six weeks to live. She has now surpassed that. She's on week seven. And um, it just goes to show the power of prayer, the power of just her fight and the power of of God and what he has planned out for her life, not not a doctor. And um, so anyways, I just wanted to give you guys an update on her um, because I, I've been sharing her story just so much and um, to where when you guys like hear or, or don't hear about her, you know, you, you literally ask me, I get DMS. Have you heard about, um, about Lexi? Like how is, how, how's Lexi doing? How is, um, how is she and have you talked to her or whatever it might be? And so, um, I've not talked to her directly. I've, I've reached out, um, but I've reached out with the intention of not hearing back and like, that is okay. And I think sometimes we need to remember that we can't expect people to just, drop everything, especially going through such an experience to like reach back out to you. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been, you know, reaching out to her and letting her know that even from afar, I, I am still thinking about her every single, every single dingle day, like just crazy. So anyways, her, her update, um, if you guys don't follow her, um, on Facebook, it's her pages, love and support for Lexi Patton. Um, so I will, I will link everything in the show notes as well. Her GoFundMe, everything. Um, so she, she posted this. I'll be honest. The days have been much harder. I'm tired most of the day. And when I'm awake, I'm dragging around a machine and tubing to help keep me fed. I'm walking around with a walker. I miss my independence and I miss feeling good. Nick now has the ability, Nick is her husband, to give me IV medicine at home. So I'm grateful for that. It's hard to sit here and complain when, according to the doctors, I was supposed to be dead last week. It also doesn't help that we've been in the hospital for most of the past few weeks. I'm not going to lie. I've definitely questioned over these few weeks and months what I did to deserve this life at 28. It's hard not to get angry at God as I watch everyone else move on with their lives and move forward. I get jealous of, their, of other wives that get to have their husband for an indefinite amount of time. 
I'm so thankful for Nick and how he's stepped up for me, especially in the past month or two. Like I said, he's learned how to push IV meds, set up my TPN, and chauffeurs me around literally everywhere. I've also been having these episodes lately where I'll forget what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to say doesn't come out making sense. We think this is due to the brain swelling. Please keep me in your prayers. We love you all and are so thankful for everyone's continued support. We could not have made it this far without it. We would love to catch up with each of you individually and hope that in time that can happen. These past few months have been very busy. Um, and she posts a photo. Um, I mean, out at the pool, she looks fantastic. Like, I mean, her story is just, you know, it's just funny and I'm sorry for a little sidebar here, but we, I, I looked back at our DMS the other day and she has been DMing me since like 2017. Um, and when her friend reached out to me back in the beginning of 2020 and shared Lexi's story, you know, she's like this, my best friend, she loves you. And this is what just happened. She got married right after you. And, and for some reason I felt so pulled to reply. Like I get a lot of messages every day. And for some reason I opened that one and it just struck a chord that like, I need to be involved. I, I need to I need to show up for this girl. And um, so I I just am so grateful for all I've been able to help her with and her family and and just share her story. Um, so anyways, that that's a Lexi update and it was just so well-deserved for her whole segment in my podcast that she gave. Like, I wanna make sure that you guys know what's going on and keep her in your prayers, thoughts, energy, whatever you vibe with, um, just keep her there. Um, moving forward, um, again, just super excited to be here today. I have a few things to do before we get into the episode. Um, so really fun. I'm doing a few more. Tell me a secrets, which, um, I'm going to be honest guys. I, I needed, um, some brain power for my episode later with below the influencer. And so I was like, all right, I just want to like read and just have fun and giggle and laugh. Um, I've had like quite the week with just like migraines and, um, I think a lot of it is hormonal. And so I'm like, dude, I just, I can't think right now. Like, let me just give my brain a little bit of a rest. Um, I do have a little story time as well from my Instagram Q and a, a lot of people requested, I'll get into that. Um, and obviously, um, we are literally, uh, how many days would it be? Seven. So this today is Yes, today is July 18th, which is a Sunday. Tomorrow is the 19th, which is my sister's 25th birthday, by the way. Um, my brother just turned 14. That's crazy. Um, and next Sunday, six weeks to strength opens up for enrollment. I'm so fucking excited. Uh, make sure you guys stay up to date with DBFT um, with just details to come. Same pricing, same, like just we're continuing to elevate the community and the workouts while keeping the pricing the same. Like, I love it. I love, I just, I fucking love what we do. We do it better than anyone else. I don't care what anyone else says about that. Um, I love our community and I love our, our, our vibe, our energy, everything. So that is next Sunday. Make sure you pre-register again. All the links are in the description box. Um, without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, so I have to start off with a story time of my terrible experience on the plane. 
I shared the other day in an Instagram poll, or I'm sorry, an Instagram question box. They asked me how I deal with my plane anxiety. And so I said on that, um, you know, I've been watching a lot of documentaries on YouTube and um, this, that, and the other um, because of my, my experience back in 2019. And so that obviously prompted a lot of people to go, wait, 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 what the fuck happened in 2019? And so I was like, okay, I don't mind sharing, but I don't want to trigger anyone who already has anxiety on my fucking Instagram story, right? So here is a trigger warning for like flight anxiety, flight attack, or like flight anxiety attacks, et cetera. Like, do not listen. Like, just keep fast forwarding and I'll give you like five extra seconds. I mean, as I'm talking, you know, just flip forward if this is not for you. Um, okay. So back in 2019, my sister was due to have her baby, Mila. And during this time, I knew I wanted to be there, which is also crazy to think because now with COVID, like no one's allowed to be there. So anyways, so I book a flight overnight because my sister ends up coming back and telling me like, dude, I I think I lost my mucus plug. And I was like, oh my fucking God, like I need to get there. So I end up leaving like literally the next day. So jump on the plane to LAX and not really. So I jump on the plane to SBN (laughs) South Bend and it's a really small like puddle jumper. Um, so I go from Fort Myers, Florida to Atlanta, Georgia, which is so annoying that I have a direct flight, but from Atlanta, Georgia, I have like a little shitty, you know, like the two seaters on each side, little puddle jumper to get to South Bend. Um, it's like an hour flight. It's nothing. So I go up into the air. Everything's fine. Um, I can honestly tell you before then I've taken hundreds of flights I mean, there was a point where I had a flight every single week. Like I, I was travel queen. I was fine. I never even knew what turbulence was because I don't ever think I really paid attention to it to where I was like, what's turbulence? Like I literally don't know. Now I pay attention to fucking everything, but we'll get there. So 2019, I'm up in the sky. All of a sudden, um, we're just smooth sailing. I'm next to a girl who's actually in medical school. We're talking, we're chatting. All of a sudden, we fall from the sky, what, what feels like a hundred feet. So like what we did was we, we hit what is called an air pocket. When you hit an air pocket, you like lose. I don't even fucking know, but you, you fucking fall. Okay. You can't like detect it. You don't know. So we lose it. Plane falls. We, we regain, like, it's almost like you get caught. That's what it feels like. You can tell the flight attendants start to panic. Um, we're starting to rattle. So then we actually get turbulence. The girl next to me is what made it the worst. Cause the girl next to me was so stressed. She asked to hold my hand and like pray, which I was fine with, but she stressed me out so bad. And she was like, I just want to make it home to my fiance. Like she's crying. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I'm not even thinking this plane's going to go down. Right. Like, but she made me think it. So all of a sudden I'm like, like bursting with anxiety. Um, she's making it sound like we're going to die. The flight attendants, don't get me wrong. They looked scared, um, but they go to like secure themselves. And then over the intercom, the operator, the operator, LOL, the, uh, pilot comes on and says, flight attendants secure your jumpsuits. 
again, let me revisit that. All right. So everyone on the plane starts to fucking panic. People are starting to like pull out their cell phones to like, see if you have service, which is so funny. That's a natural instinct. It's like, of course you don't have fucking service. Like, what do you think? We are 30,000 feet in the sky. Um, so we keep trailing, whatever they sit down. Um, and then I think time goes by. We don't really, we have a few pockets of like turbulence, like a small, like, you know, rattle, but then before you know it, we land, everyone gets off the plane and we're like, woo, like, oh my God, can't believe we made that one. Right. You know, we're all looking at each other and, and I'm petrified. I'm fucking petrified because all I could think about was not meeting my niece, me dying and not being able to ever marry Wyatt and it just everything. Right. So I get off the plane. My grandma picks me up. She's like, Hey, how was your flight? Let's go. Let's go. Your sister hasn't had her baby yet, which at this time I thought I missed it. So I was like, all right, we need to go. And I just, I'm like telling my grandma what happened. So we get in the hospital. My mom comes out of the hospital room and she goes, Hey, and I, I'm like, did she have the baby yet? She's like, no, she's, she's going to probably be pushing soon. We need to remain calm. We need to promote a good environment for her. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I go in there. Michaela looks at me. She's drugged up. She's like, hey, and how was your flight? And I was like, oh my, I just start bawling hysterically. Oh my God, I probably stressed Michaela out so bad. I'm like, oh my God, I just almost fucking died. And like, I just, I'm so happy I'm here. And like, just my mom was like, you need to get out of here. So like, she pushed me out of the room. I gather myself. I tell my mom what happened, whatever. So fast forward. Instead of them saying, prepare your jumpsuits, what they said was like, prepare slash take your jump seats. So what that means is that they needed to be belted in. Like, so they needed to be in a seatbelt. Now, yes, that's still scary, but it's a totally different look on it than hearing prepare your jumpsuits, bitch. I thought we were about to fucking hop out of the motherfucking plane. I was so scared. When I tell you, I, I, I just, I cannot. So anyways, fast forward. I've now taken uh, quite a few flights. Don't get me wrong. Um, every time I feel like my anxiety gets a little bit better, my husband's best friend is a pilot and like the amount of stuff that they have to do to secure a plane and make sure that it is like running amazing is so much. You're more than likely to die in a car accident than on a plane. Like, I mean, the, the numbers are so small, right? Like I, I get that, but there's still just something about the anxiety. So anyways, after that, we did take our trip to Thailand. Like we'd even flew in Thailand, which like those pilots have way less experience than like American pilots, which is not like offensive. It's just the way that they like train their pilots across country is very different than the standards of the United States. So I've done a lot of other anxiety filled trips and I've made it. And I'm sure it'll continue to get better. I just like, I know what I need to do to keep me active on the plane. I feel like I have less anxiety when I am with Wyatt and Maddox. Um, and that sounds fucking terrible, but I'm like, if we're going to, oh my God, this is so bad to say. If we're going to go down, we're all going to go down together. Okay, there we go. I'm never going to say it again. Oh my God, knock on wood, fuck. Um, but that is my plane story. So I'm sorry for taking up your time explaining that to you. Um, and you might have just been triggered by it and you're like trying to skip forward. You're like, keep pushing like fast forward 30 seconds. You're like, why is this bitch still fucking talking about the plane? Oh my God, I don't want to be here. But end conversation. Here we go into the podcast. I want to start out first before I get into secrets with celebrity encounters. And I wanted to share this because... A few episodes ago when we did the like I met a celebrity and uh, we talked about like people hooking up with country stars and this, that, and the other, I asked you guys, if you've met me, like, tell me about it. 
And I even told you, I said, you can be straight up. Like, I really want to know the aura that I give off. So I have a few of those stories that I want to read before. And again, these are people. It's so funny because it says, what celebrity did you meet? And these people are like, Des B, Des B Finn. I'm like, throw up. I am not a celeb. Um, Okay. So in 2017, my sister and I found Desby fit on Instagram and became fucking obsessed. Ha <laughs> ha. She's from a small town near ours, like 30 minutes away. And somehow we got the chance to have breakfast with her. We literally got dressed up nice and we're so excited. We drove 30 minutes to meet her. She met us at the restaurant in her Prius and we had breakfast together. My sister dropped a, f- a big fucking bite of food on herself because she was so nervous and Des said, own it girl. Des also paid for our breakfast. Sweetest thing ever. And took pics with us outside. When she also posted on her story and mentioned us, we thought we were fucking famous. Des in real life was super chill, funny, and nice. Also, way taller than we thought she would be. We spent the rest of the day wishing we could see her again. Haha. <laughs> XOXO, the sissies. I feel like I might have already shared that, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating. Um, but that is one of my favorite stories because to this day, like I absolutely love I, I like I just I love these two sisters and I actually have not been able to see them before, um, or see them again since that time. Um, but they still hold such a place in my heart because I know exactly who they are and it was just so special. So sorry for saying that twice. Um, okay. So next one, I met you at the Arnold in 2019. I was super awkward and shy because you were one of my top fave influencers and it got, I got weird. Oh, it felt weird seeing you in real life. LOL. My boyfriend was making fun of me because I was so excited and awkward. We got a pick and I was so nervous. I forgot to flex. You were so sweet and down to earth. My day was literally made after meeting you because you were the only person I truly gave a shit about seeing there. <laughs> Sincerely, not usually that shy. <laughs> it's okay, sis. I'm I I'm sure that I was a little weird too. That was when I first, I think, got my boobs done. So anyways. <laughs> So I first saw Des at the Arnold in 2018. She was at the bodybuilding.com booth and the line was hella long. So I didn't wait in it and I don't blame you. So sadly I didn't get to meet her. I got a spot at her camp, Des B at the Katie Hearn gym in summer of 2018. We were both on prep. So I think we had a small conversation about that. But other than that, nothing more. Just hung out with the girls there and got a quick pick with her. I also talked to Kayla there. Even though we didn't converse with Des much in person, she's very personable and made me feel more like a friend than just a follower. Ever since then, I feel like we're friends because we engage on IG. I also vibe with her sis there or on there and relate to them both, especially as moms. Ugh, this might be weird, but I do feel like their friend, even if we've never met more than an in-person interaction. Anyways, love you, Des. I love watching you evolve over the years, especially as a mom. Sincerely, see how I think it's CC Life Fit. Um, but it's kind of spelled different here, but I, I literally, once she said I was on prep and I was like, I was on prep too. I knew exactly who this was. She does such an amazing job on her Instagram. And I feel like we do engage a lot on Instagram. Um, she is so aesthetic and she does like the cutest posts with her and her son. And like, just, it's fucking cute. She is definitely a, a blogger and I love it. We haven't met in real life yet, but Des made me a video when my video, when my wedding got postponed. It was during the height of the pandemic and I was so depressed because we finally got to postpone the wedding because of, because we finally decided to postpone the wedding because of COVID. We'd already been planning for two years, FML. I followed you since 2016 and I've always been a Des stand, but this was when you were doing live workouts. So every day in quarantine revolved around the live workout and my fiance would tease me because I would watch your IG stories while getting ready because it made me feel less lonely in a time where I couldn't see my friends. 
So when the wedding was actually canceled, my fiance reached out to you to see if you could make me a video and I still have it. And I watch it when I'm feeling down my own personal pep talk from Des. He gave it to me along with the shirt from the OG don't be a bitch collection, which is still my favorite shirt. Fuck the haters. My merch still looks amazing after over a year. Sincerely bride to be Grizz. Well, bride to, bride to be you Grizz. Um, and I do remember that I, I love it when I see like fiance's husbands reach out to me and I always try to do what I can because I know, I know that like, it's silly to think, oh, like, ew, like Des, you're no one. Like, why would you make someone's day like that? But I know like if someone I looked up to sent me a, a personalized message, like, girl, keep your head up. You're doing awesome. Like that would mean a lot to me. And so if I can ever do that for people, like I love doing that. I love making you guys feel like at home with me. Um, you guys are so much more than followers. And I hope that you like truly know that. Imagine yourself at a college bar. You look over and spot a wild Desby in action <laughs> in 2019, in 2018 at the library, studying away, wink, wink. Pretty sure this was the weekend why it graduated and you were getting fucked up for the last time in college. I remember leaning over to my boyfriend saying, I think I follow her on Instagram. I probably have followed you for a couple months at this point. I came up to you like a little mouse. I'm only five, one and you were in heels. I was like, hi, I follow you. We were, we talked for about five, 10 minutes. I can remember you being so present and genuine. You asked me what you, what I was going to school for. I told you I was going for dental hygiene at Kalamazoo Valley. And you said dental hygiene was one of your options when you were trying to decide what to go to school for and how you always got to have a clean mouth. After that encounter of you being so sweet, probs while drunk, I was Desby for life because baby, we will always be cougars. Sincerely, a cougar, Marissa Z. Um, and I love that. And I do remember being and chatting with people maybe not specifically you, but I do remember telling people about dental hygiene. Cause that was one of my like fallbacks. If for some reason I didn't want to continue in like the physical fitness biology space. So I met you, but didn't really meet you. <laughs> my first, my first and I, my first and I did at wait. Okay. I don't know what this was saying. Someone. Okay. They had a brunch at North star August of last year, 2020. You were sitting with Wyatt and we were towards the entrance. You two sat at the very last table in the patio. And all I could think was, wow, this girl's hot and she's pregnant. Still not knowing it was you. We were sat a few tables in front of you guys. And I looked up from my phone and thought, wow, she looks oddly familiar, but nothing of it. We were waiting for our food. I'm scrolling on Instagram and you came up on my feet. I literally looked up, looked down, looked up again and thought maybe you saw me staring. And I was mind blown that I didn't recognize you until then. I was going to get up and say hello, but with COVID rules, I didn't want to offend anyone by getting in your space. But by the way, you looked bomb and your red buff bunny matching set in the belly was so cute. You were also wore the Oswegos and I literally bought a pair because I thought they looked so cute with your outfit. And that's the first time I saw them in person. Anyways, love you. Thank you for being a real one. Sincerely, Alex. That's so funny. I remember being at North Star and wearing that outfit. That was from last summer's um, buff bunny collection launch. Um, so that's fucking hilarious. Okay. A few more. LMAO, I'm listening to the last pod and I had to send in my story of meeting you. It was Arnold 2019 when you were at the Alani booth. Not going to lie. I had no idea who you were at the time because I could have cared less about the fitness industry, but my friends really wanted to meet you. So I stood in line with them. I met you when we talked about acne struggles and skincare and all that type of shit. We took a group pick. You gave me a pre flavor recommendation. I went and bought my first tub right then and there. Since then I've fallen in love with the gym, dropped 50 pounds and have your Insta workouts to think. I wanted to track you down at EDC Orlando but never found you. Please start shuffling again. LOL. Maybe we can hang it break away. Oh my God. I love that. Um, also like respect for you to be like, listen, I really don't give a fuck, but like, here we are. <laughs> 
Well, I didn't actually meet you, but one day last summer I was going to East and I was driving around looking for somewhere to park. I saw you taking a walk around the mall on the sidewalk while talking on the phone with your hydro jug. I looked over at my boyfriend. I was like, oh my God, I think that's Desby. Although I didn't actually meet you. I was, it was a big fangirl moment for me. <laughs> Sincerely, the girl driving by. Dude, I walk there every day um, when I was pregnant. So funny. Um, okay. In 2019, I met you at the Arnold. You might not remember because you meet so many people at those events, but I literally left my spot in line and Lonnie knew to meet you as you walked by. You were so sweet and took time to talk to me and my mom and take a pic. You're one of the only athletes to do that and be so genuine. You are still the only fitness influencer my mom remembers and talks about to this day as Desby with nice boobs. You made that trip a lot more memorable with that for us. Sincerely, Hannah P. That is so cute. Oh my gosh. I love you guys. Um, just a few like fun stories that I wanted to share. Um, I'm, I'm so honored to still like be in the position that I am to have people like listen to this podcast and like still like watch my Instagram story and like hang out and, um, this, that, and the other. And I know that I'm literally just like normal. Um, and I want you guys to remember that, like, please don't put me on a pedestal because I, I really am just like you, but I love being do you want to call it maybe like the voice of many? Like I love just being this like honest, vulnerable person every single day who comes on Instagram with typically like no makeup on. I love to shop at Target. I do buy an occasional Louis Vuitton bag, but that's because it's my guilty obsession a few times, like once to twice a year. Um, and that's about it. Like I, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I hang out, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, like I, I'm just like you guys. Um, I'm just a little bit more unfiltered probably. <laughs> um, but I just love hosting an environment that you guys can feel like you can come in and be yourself and just be really proud of who you are knowing that you are you for a reason. And that is so beautiful and so cool. So anyways, thank you for sharing those with me. And if any of you guys have more like celebrity encounters or meeting me, whatever you want to share, um, the link in my Instagram bio, um, you can scroll down and it says by my podcast, like submit your secret, tell me, um, your favorite celebrity or whatever other ones like Google forms. So you can fill those out. They're completely anonymous. I have no way of like tracking them down. So like, do not worry. Um, and yeah, that's about it. So break number one, let's get into now. Tell me a secret. All right, you guys. So to finish up with the episode, tell me a secret. You guys know the drill, you know, the gist. What we do here is we have an anonymous, tell me a secret, whatever it might be. It can be funny. It can be serious. It can be whatever you need to get off that chest. Say it with your chest in my Google form and tell me a secret. All right. Starting off, I was talking to this guy for four months I finally decided to go to the bars with him and his friends and we ended up back at his place. Up until then, I wanted to just be friends because I knew he was kind of a hoe. Well, we ended up having sex and I woke up to a notification on his phone from his girlfriend that I did not know he had. Mind you, we had a big heart to heart talk on life. So I thought I knew him. Two weeks later, I made out with his roommate BFF in front of him and we started dating. Sincerely hit him where it hurts, bitch. The amount of stories that we've gotten that revolve around then hooking up with like a best friend. I'm curious, how many people have actually done that? Like, have you done dirty by someone and then you go sleep with their friend? Like, has a lot of people done that? Is that a common thing? I never did that. I never did that. Am I the, am I the odd one out? Like, you let me know. 
I hired a prostitute and cheated on my girlfriend. I don't want to be remembered by this mistake only. Do you think I should be open about this story? Sincerely, why strikes? I don't know. Okay, do we have some guys listening? That's interesting. I never actually know the breakdown of who listens to my podcast, so I'm genuinely curious if there are any guys listening what's up what's up like would you like to be on my podcast I would love to ask you some man stuff um so for anyone who I feel like has has done something in terms of cheating I feel like honesty is the best policy it stings and it sucks but at the end of the day like you made that decision and I feel like to own up to it shows a lot more than to hide behind it. You could easily take this probably to the grave, but you also take just a ton of guilt. And I, so I think that if it's meant to be, it will be, but I would rather have someone open and honest with me and then be able to communicate like, why did you do that? What what can we work on as a couple? Or like maybe you won't, won't be a couple anymore, but I do think it's important to be honest. Woo. Back in college, my roommate was hooking up with the football team of our rival school. Different players each week for her. She was living her life. Let's call her A. Oh, we're doing pretty little liars. Okay. Since she was doing that, I started hooking up with one of the guys as well. I mean, hey, I need my fun too. Let's call the man G. Thursdays for us were the nights at the bar both schools would mingle together. On Thursday night, A was hooking up with one of G's roommates. So naturally, I'm getting dicked down that night too since she's going there. Your girl was hyped because I was extra horny that week. We all start taking shots and getting drunker than a normal night. Now, last time G and I hooked up, we talked about spicing it up more. I watched A go to her guy's room and I walked up to G's room. I decided to put his jersey on and lay in bed. Ooh. G comes up and we started doing our little make out and foreplay. And as I said before, that night's alcohol consumption was a lot more than and I felt like being bold. Started on top, which is a rarity for me because your girl's quads hurt way too fast. <laughs> he started saying, want to be my dirty little girl and be extra submissive tonight. I got hype and said, yes, anything you want, baby. Next thing I know, as I'm on top, his dick is slamming into my ass with no warning. We had even talked before about no anal play at all. He got so into the role play and I was begging him to stop as he now had flipped us over and I'm under him. So he decided to be a jerk and cream in my asshole. He's standing up and said, oh, please, you know, you like it. And I walk and walked downstairs. I'm in so much pain at this point. He never had that attitude before, but I was not tolerating him being a cocky ass. So I had a tiny old, tiny dingleberry that popped out covered in cum. Oh my God. So I tossed that shit around the room and wiped my finger on his pillow. I collected my stuff and my roommate and I Ubered home. I dropped him after that night and avoided him at the bar, but I still put drinks on his charge at the bar since the bartenders always sauce together. Sincerely, Dingleberry Girl. Okay, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of turns and twists in this story. Um, number one, guys, I don't care if it's vaginal or anal or oral. Consent needs to be had. Okay, I don't care if there's alcohol that night or not. That is not okay. Um, so I am very sorry that you had to go through that. Um, I can't imagine the pain. I can't, I'm not, I'm not someone who has tried that. Um, I can't really say it's something that, um, 
turns me on. Now I'm not going to say, you know, don't knock it till you try it. Whatever suits your fancy, but it's just not something that I've ever gone for, you know, a, a P and the A. Um, but I will say that I couldn't imagine the pain because you know what it feels like having it, like taking a big shit and a shit is natural. It's coming out. I couldn't imagine something going in. Um, so I'm very sorry that you had to go through that. Um, but I'm glad that you left some shit, literally no pun intended around his room. Met my man on hinge a year ago, literally to the day we talked consistently and adjusted life to be in each other's bubbles, you know, with the panty and all. Then I was over the lack of commitment and his random inconsistency out of nowhere. Like he wouldn't even try to see me for three weeks and we live in the same small town. So I didn't talk to him for a few months and had some fun, got bored of that. I sent him a sexual meme on IG and he came crawling back. We had a whole different, more intense and serious vibe this time around. Within a week, we were talking to each other again and he told me he was going to marry me. I kind of got scared, but now the six months later, I know I'm going to marry him and I couldn't be happier. Sometimes it's weird how sure I am and feel like people in my life will think I'm crazy for being this love with him, but I'm sure of it. So I thought I'd share my secret with you. Thanks, Des. Love you. And six weeks to shreds changed my life. Oh, I love that. Um, I love that for you. And I think it's important to remember that sometimes like the beginning of relationships are rocky. Like at the beginning of Wyatt and I's relationship, he um, totally ghosted me. Like I will have to, ch- I will have to make a separate like kind of podcast on just like Wyatt and I's story because I think it can show you guys that like, it doesn't mean you just fall in love and you're like, oh my God, this is perfect forever. Like there's shit that happens, you know? So I do think that for him kind of like being inconsistent, a lot of guys and women, whatever, you know, your orientation is, um, a lot of people can run away from that knowing that commitment is on the upswing and it's, it can be scary. It can be scary to go, oh my God, I'm going to be with this person forever. You know, like that is scary. Um, but I'm glad to hear that things are more intense, um, more uh, agreed on both sides, and that you know time time is nothing. I definitely have, you know, from the moment White and I kissed, and I say it every time, but I knew that we were going to get married, and that was when we kissed. I would have moved in with him like a month later, but we didn't. But point is, time does not always tell all. Over a year ago, I started a new job where I'm a contractor at a distribution company. I don't technically work for the distribution company, but I work on site as medical staff and my company preached professionalism and never to fraternize, fraternize, fraternize our client's site. Well, that lasted a few months until I really needed to get some and one of the distribution managers caught my eye. We started texting and slowly hooking up after that. We kept it extremely low key, but would do things with a high chance to get caught, such as mess around in my office or even sneak into the parking lot during work to fuck in his back seat. This went on for months. No one found out. Most thrilling thing I've ever done. And he is hands down my best lay. I love that for you. You know, I've definitely had sex in a parking lot before. Um, and it was in the, <laughs> this is so embarrassing because I think of like 16 year old me and it makes me throw up. Like, do you guys ever think about when you started actually having sex and you're like, that's fucking disgusting that's fucking gross. What? Who let me take a penis in my vagina at 15 years old, 16 years old. That don't make no fucking sense. That's wild. So when I tell you this, don't judge me. But when I was 16, my boyfriend at the time 
came with me to my volleyball tournament. Okay. My mom drove us. And during games, in between games, bitch, I'm playing. We went out to the car and had sex in the backseat. So embarrassing. Oh my God. I can't believe I just told you guys that. But here we are. I've now upgraded to a king bed with my husband and it is a much better experience. When I was younger, I was very smart about money management. Ooh, she's smart. I got a credit card at 19 to use for gas and paid it off every month. About a year later, I got my second credit card with better benefits and did the same thing. Fast forward a few years, I got a boob job and used care credit to pay for it. Not long after this, I got engaged. My work slowed down drastically and making payments on all of my debts became difficult. I paid what I could every month and told myself the money would pick back up. I pay everything off, except I never did. I became so overwhelmed by payments I needed to make that I just stopped doing it. I've been married now for three years and have a baby and my husband has no idea that I'm close to 10K in debt. I was recently summoned to court for a 4,500 debt that I owe and thought of having to come clean to my husband literally makes me sit to my stomach. We were supposed to buy a house this year and if it doesn't work out now, I know it'll be my fault. Sincerely, sincerely, why the fuck motherfucker? No. I don't even know where the fuck the button is. Why the fuck do I always fucking say sincerely? If you listen to Below the Influencer or even past fucking episodes, guys, why do I say sin fucking seriously? What the fuck? I swear to God, my brain strokes out when I go to fucking see the word sincerely. I say fucking sincerely. I literally, I have to text Emily after this episode. Why do I do? Anyways, oh my God. Sincerely. Well, my husband divorced me over my debt. Let me just take a second to think about it. I do not think that a divorce would be there. I think that there could be a lot of anger, but not to minimize what is occurring, um, but 10,000 in debt that he doesn't know about is really not that much. Like, I mean, if you would tell me 20K plus, even in the teens, 13, 14, that sounds like a lot. 10K, I'm not minimizing it again, but I'm saying it could be worse and a lot of people have it worse. So do not be embarrassed. Um, definitely come clean before you have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, take care of that before you have to take care of it. My mother and her ex legally, oh, I'm sorry. My mother and ex and her ex-husband illegally adopted my daughter. I paid $10,000 to find this out and prove that it was illegal because Arkansas is so fucked up. They have a law that says after one year's time has expired an adoption, regardless if legally done is legal. My lawyer spent so much time trying to overturn it. I never used drugs and I never hurt my daughter. My mother's ex-husband was friends with the judge, didn't know it at the time. And he straight up told me I was a horrible mother and had receipts that I did everything bought all the diapers, gave her my food stamps, barely ate anything, showed up for her when I was allowed, worked three different jobs. And because they know each other, my mother and her ex were still able to steal my daughter. It's been eight years and I've only seen her twice. I try and contact my mother's ex once a month to see if I would be allowed for contact, but so far, no. She'll be 10 on the 25th. Sincerely. 
this isn't the time to fucking laugh. And I said, sincerely again, because now I'm thinking about it. Sincerely, a lost mother. Number one, I just want to make it very clear. We are no longer allowed to use the word sincerely. When you, when you type, do not use the word sincerely. Don't even put a word there. Thank you so much. Number two, I've heard Arkansas has fucked up adoption laws because there was actually a documentary, I think on Hulu, about um, babies that were actually born. And I believe they did like backdoor adoptions. Like they would give these babies to whoever. Um, It was really fucked up. So I'm very sorry to hear that. I've never heard a story such as this. Um, You know, it's crazy. I was just thinking about it the other day how judges, so judges, these people who make very, very life-changing decisions, they are just like you and me. These judges aren't like holy people or like with an IQ of 900. Like they're, they're just normal people that still come into a courtroom with bias, whether they try to use it or like don't use it in court and quote, shove it aside or not. They still come in knowing people, knowing the town, et cetera. Like that, I don't, that doesn't sit right with me. I don't know how that works. Um, okay. Not safe for work. So trigger warning, I guess. I was once engaged in a three year long distance relationship. We were on different continents and had very different time zones, both military months without sex sucked. So one time when we were together, we molded his penis into a silicone silicone. So it's spelled silicone in here. Don't fucking hate me silicone dildo so that I could use it when we were apart. I broke it off a year ago and it was not mutual, but he's already in another serious relationship. LOL. Well, he doesn't know that I actually didn't throw away the mold of his dick and I still use it sometimes. Anyways, love you and your pod written from the girl who can't get over her ex can get over her ex, but not the dick. Can I just ask how, how you do such a thing? Like how, what company molds a dildo because that just reminds me of that movie neighbors right when they're like dicks in our hands dicks in our dicks in our hands and they like do the molded um penis and like one of the guys comes and he's like wait we're supposed to be hard (laughs) anyways such a good one um but i i don't want to say i need deets but like i need details like i would love to know on my first day with this guy, we went to Canes and because we were in high school and we went after school. Okay. Well, I guess he didn't tell his parents him and his ex broke up. His mom like tracked him and came to the exact Canes we were at, came inside, giving me the dirtiest look ever. I'd never been more uncomfortable. She then asks, where is XYZ? My heart dropped. And he was like, mom, I'll talk to you later. Blah, blah. Well, you never believe we've been together for two years now and his parents love me sincerely god damn it i said it right at least the not psycho girlfriend that's funny i feel like boys are so stupid they just don't they're like oh yeah it doesn't matter when it's like yeah fucking does it can make or break a first impression i'm glad in your case it did not in high school i was on the varsity soccer team it happened to be my birthday and i had a home soccer game during halftime of the game i told my coach i needed to go to the bathroom but instead I met up with my boyfriend and we had sex in a porta potty. After we were done, I ran back to my game and acted like nothing even happened. I'm 25 now and I cringe that high school me did it in a porta potty. Sincerely, 
high school me who just wanted to get some birthday dick. You that exactly putting my point in perspective of like looking back at our young selves and being so fucking disgusted at how horny we were. Like, dude, when we were like 15, 16, oh my God, we were like frothing at the mouth to imagine having sex. Like, ew, my brother turns 14, technically tomorrow. Like when I'm recording this, he turns 14 on the 15th. And like to picture him having sex in a year makes me want to fucking throw up. Ew, what the fuck? We don't even know like our anatomical bodies. Oh my God, so cringe. Um... Oh, I had a girl. Okay. Thank you so much. So a girl just came on and she was like, Hey, I submitted a secret and now I'm scared that I shared my deepest, darkest. Um, can you not share it? Whatever. So like, I appreciate that. I obviously don't know at all who you are. Um, but like if that ever comes up, you can definitely submit another one and then just tell me what you signed off with. So like sincerely me, tell me like what you signed off with and I can delete it. Not a big deal. I was still, I still never know who you are, but just know that like I can um, delete them. So first I want to start off by saying I'm in a very happy, healthy relationship with a man. Okay. Flex. But ever since I hit puberty at 13, I watched lesbian porn. This always made me feel strange. And like I was lying to myself, but in no way do I want a relationship with a girl. I don't know. Maybe can anyone else out there relate XOXO, a girl who finds tits sexier than balls. I don't think that is something uncommon at all. Um, from what I understand, a lot of people, a lot of women dig lesbian porn, but are not, um, bisexual, lesbian, whatever that, you know, whatever, anything. They're just straight heterosexual and that's okay. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, lesbian porn is a lot softer. Um, it's more pretty, right? Like vaginas are pretty. They're prettier than a, a dangly dick. Like, ew. Balls look like shriveled up fucking raisins or like fucking chicken that you left with the skin on and you left it in the fridge for like two weeks and then you find you're like, fuck, and you got to throw away all the Tupperware. That's what balls look like. And then you think about a dick that looks like a the, the worst brat you've ever seen at a cookout. Like you think of the nastiest brat that's like kind of undercooked, but then like burnt at the top. That's like what a penis looks like. So why would I want to watch that in porn? Doesn't sound fun. Um, so I think lesbian porn is just from like a woman's perspective, maybe more sensual, more cute, uh, something like that. <laughs> Get ready for this one, Des. Oh my God, I love it when you guys started off like that. So this story begins back in high school. I was a freshman and my brother was a senior. I didn't really have friends. So most of my brother's friends kind of adopt me as their little sister. But there was a few that secretly wanted me and I secretly wanted back. We'd all hang out, smoke and have a good time. Fast forward to my brother going to a D1 school for football. Go Broncos. This friend that wanted me and vice versa started having casual sex any and everywhere. I bring him with me on trips to Michigan to see my brother so that I can have some bro time. This whole time, my brother never knew about us. Oh yeah, neither did, neither does my boyfriend at the time. So when my brother would be in town, I would pick his best friends up. We'd have sex in the front seat of where my brother was staying 
sex in the front of where my brother would be staying and then he would go in. Oh my God. I used to babysit my parents, friends, kids, and I would sneak him over after they went to bed and we would have sex in their spare room. This went on for four years. I joined the army and things between us stopped. Come to find out he has a girlfriend that was younger than me and no one even knew. We both got in some pretty serious relationships and I got pregnant at the same time as his girlfriend. We became friends and our kids look alike. I'm now engaged in the man of my dreams. and I have a beautiful one-year-old girl. It's been about three years since anything happened between us. But still to this day, nobody knows about our secret, only for you. My family used to sit with Wyatt's family at the football games. You and my dad would talk all the time. Sincere, sincere, I almost did it. Sincerely, the girl who would be dead if her brother. Okay, fuck, I'm trying to. Literally me doing math in my head, trying to fucking figure out who the fuck this is. Because I need more details. I would love more details, sis. I will not share them on the podcast, but this hits home. This hits close to home, so I need to know. All right, few more. Little backstory first. My ex and I had been together for three years and got engaged, had a baby, and then found out he'd been cheating on me the whole time. Ended up ending things with him and moving out. Being the dumb bitch that I am, I gave him another chance, but to soon realize that I wasn't feeling it anymore. So on St. Patty's Day two years ago, he got a hotel for us and I went out with my best friend to a bar. Meanwhile, he was chilling in the hotel waiting till I was done having fun. Ended up getting drunk as fuck, met one of my guy friends at the bar, went back to his place and fucked. But then I realized I still had to go to the hotel because he was waiting for me. So I called an Uber and went to the hotel where he wanted to fuck. So I ended, so I couldn't just do that because he would think something is up. Literally not showering in between. Ended up ending things with a piece of shit and come to find out he was cheating on me anyway. Hashtag St. Patty's Day luck. Sincerely, the girl with the luck from getting away from with from a POS. Man, we're all getting fucked up over here. Fucked up here, fucked up there. Also, I'm sorry, but you guys gotta let you gotta let me know. Am I a good storyteller? Because I feel like I'm a good reader. I've always been <laughs> I've always been above my grade reading level. So like when I was in second grade, I was reading fourth grade books. Mostly just because I was just smart and um I was better than everyone. So that's, <laughs> sorry, like, sorry, second graders, you fucking pussies, like step up to fourth grade level. Um, anyways, you'll have to let me know. I feel like I tell stories very well. Like if they're, like if they're written out, but also just in general, like I like telling stories. Let me know. Okay, two more. Backstory, I was interning at a company my junior year of college. There was this really hot dude who worked there and he kind of flirted with me while I interned there, but we were both in relationships at the time. So after my relationship had ended and I was in my hoe phase, I was at the bar and I saw the guy at the bar. He had noticed me to come, and he came over to say, hey. We ended up talking for an hour or so and we talked about how we we're both interested but never did anything so we were taken. He started to make out with me at the bar. My friends were leaving and I decided to head out too. We came back to my apartment. It's a four bedroom, four bedroom apartment with my roommates. When we got back, we went into my room and took off our shoes and set our stuff down. We went to the kitchen to get water and my door somehow got locked and shut. There was no way to get in my room because it was 2 a.m. And we tried all the credit cards, bobby pins. It would not open. He ended up calling us an Uber and we Ubered back to his apartment barefoot. So I had no phone, no keys, and we had no shoes. I went back to his place, spent the night. We did our thing. And in the morning, he called me an Uber back home and I rode back home in the Uber barefoot with nothing. So then I got ghosted and he wouldn't talk to me. However, he left his expensive ass shoes at my place. It took him three months to contact me about him, about them to get them back. He came over, got his shoes, apologized, and told me he got back with his ex the next day. Makes me think they never broke up. LOL. My friends call him shoes boy. 
written in by Barefoot and Buzzed. I love that you said written in. Let Can we make that a thing? Because sincerely is not fucking working out. All right. Thank you so much. Written in, signed off by, by the blank, whatever. Not sincerely. We're banning the word sincere, sincerely. So I never told any, okay, by the way, this is the last one. So I never told anyone this before, but here it goes. I love that for you, sis. Thank you for opening up. A couple of years ago, my ex-boyfriend and I broke up. We were together for a couple of years and lived together. I was 21. The weekend after we broke up, I went out to the bars with some friends and had many drinks and lots of dancing and darts. I went home with a random dude because I wanted the dick. We went back to his place where we proceeded to smoke weed. So by 3 a.m., I am drunk and high and he starts to snort cocaine and asked if I wanted any. I was all set. <laughs> we went down to his room and we fucked. It was disappointing. He cashed out and I decided to call an Uber and head home. I got home at 6 a.m. Knowing how many how good my ex's D game was, I called him at like 7 a.m. and asked him to come over. We were on good sex terms, but not good terms. He came over and fucked me good. Signed, didn't shower in between and didn't care. And folks, that is where we call it a day. I, I, I don't know how I feel about not showering in between, but you know what says you did what you had to do. And I, in that fact, am very proud of you. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming out tonight, Los Angeles. Just kidding. By the way, very exciting news. I will be in Palm Springs in two weeks. I'm doing my first solo trip with Maddox. Send fucking vibes. Alani Nutrition asked me to come out for a photo shoot. And I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to tackle this with Maddox. He is old enough. He'll be almost 11 months. Let's fucking do this thing. I asked him if it was cool if I brought Maddox. Duh. They're like, absolutely. So fucking prayers. I'll keep you guys updated with that. Um, but I hope that you guys have an amazing day, amazing week. Thanks for hanging out with me today and we'll see you next Sunday.